are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to read one verse of scripture today, and I want us to discuss a very interesting fact that we find in Revelation chapter 21. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, we find these words. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Now, I read that in connection with the message that I want to bring you today on Revelation chapter 21. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature, a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away, and there was no more sea. Notice that. No more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. New. Notice. New. The new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem. Coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now then, notice. I want you to get this. In verse 3 of Revelation 21, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he that dwell, he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God shall be with them, and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. The former things are passed away. Underline that. The former things are passed away. Now, the thing that I want to point out to you today on the radio is this. God deals in newness, N-E-W-N-E-S, exclamation point. God doesn't overhaul anything. God doesn't repair anything. God doesn't patch up anything. God deals in newness of life and in everything new. Man is hopelessly lost. When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, God gave the flesh back to dust. He said, Dust thou art, and to dust you'll return. Now that was not spoken of the soul, but the body. And the body goes back to dust, and Ecclesiastes says, The spirit goes back to the Lord who gave it. The spirit. The body goes back to dust, but the spirit goes back to the Lord. Now there are seven things in Revelation 21 that I want you to see seven things, seven new things. Number one, a new heaven. And then we find in verse three, new people, brand new people. God is dwelling with people, and they are his people, and he is their God. Now, the thing that I want to try my best to drive home to your heart today is the fact that people must be made new if they would enter the city of God and dwell in the celestial city four square. What I'm trying to say is simply this. 
You must be born from above. You must be born anew. You must be a new creation or you'll never step inside the new heaven, the new earth, the pearly white city, and the newness of our God. All right, so John saw a new heaven, and he saw a new earth. He saw new peoples. He saw the new Jerusalem. But that's not all he saw. He saw, in verse 22, a new temple, a new temple. And in verse 23, he saw a new light. And then, in Revelation 22 and verse 1, he saw the new paradise of God, hallelujah, for the new paradise of our God. All right. Now then, let's go back and let's see what we have. Why do we have a new heaven? The Bible says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Now, I'll tell you why. The devil is the prince of the power of this, of the air. He's the God of this age. The devil is in charge of this universe today. Of course, all authority is permitted by God. And unless God did permit it, the devil couldn't have any power. But God permits the devil to have the power he has today. God has a plan. God has a program. And God's working out his plan. And in the sweet by and by, God will lay hold on the devil. And he'll put him in the pit and set a seal on him. And he'll be in the pit a thousand years. We'll have a thousand years of perfect peace upon the earth. And then at the end of the millennium, Satan will be loosed for a little season. And then the battle of Gog and Magog is fought. And the devil is put into the lake of fire in Revelation 20 and verse 10. And we'll have perfect peace and bliss throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. World without end when we have peace and when there will be no end to the increase of his government and peace, he'll sit upon the throne of David to order it, and we, the bride, will reign with Christ forever. Now, the Lord God is going to renovate the air just above us and purify the earth upon which we live because the devil and the satanic trinity and the millions of demons permeate the air and earth today. The devil is the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, and he's the god of this age, according to Paul's letter to the Corinthian church. He's the god of this age, the prince of the power of the air, and his kingdom is just above us, and the very air is filled with demons. And then when the Lord Jesus Christ renovates the earth, and turns the air into liquid fire, and takes the devil and puts him in the pit, then God will give us a brand new heaven. There will be, in other words, the air will be made new. The heavens above will be made new. The earth that we're on will be renovated by fire, purified by fire, and made new. Now, why is God doing this? He's doing it for a new people, a new people. We must be made new. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus... He is a new creation. God cannot use the old flesh. God declared it back to the dust in the Garden of Eden, but God provided salvation and redemption for the soul, the spirit, and we'll have a new body just like His glorious body, and we'll dwell in the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem, the pearly white city that John saw coming down from God out of heaven. Now then, you know, I thank God for the new heaven and the new earth, but I'm going to thank God for more than ever for this. I do thank him now more than ever for this. Listen, 
In verse 4, we find a description of the new people who will populate the heaven, the earth, and the pearly white city. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, and neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. I want to bow my head right now and thank God for that glorious time when we'll have no more pain, no more sickness, no more death, no more crying. How many of you folks have shed tears in the last seven days? How many of you dear people in Radio Land have shed bitter tears, a broken heart during the last seven days? How many of you have had pain, excruciating pain? How many of you have suffered agony of body and maybe agony of soul and agony of mind? I'm sure that the vast majority of my radio audience today says, Amen, Brother Green. I've suffered. I've wept. I've had pain. I've shed tears. I've had sorrow. And listen, some of you have followed the dearest friend you had on earth to an open grave. And you saw that undertaker mash that little button and you saw that casket start sinking into a hole in the ground. Now the Lord God said the body will go back to the dirt. But praise God, if that loved one of yours, whether it was mother, daddy, son, daughter, wife, or husband, or whoever it was, if that loved one of yours was saved by grace through faith in the shed blood of Jesus, bless your dear heart, that body went back to the dirt, but that spirit went to the Lord and when Jesus comes, he'll give that soul and spirit a body, a new body, just like his own glorious body. Beloved, behold, what man of love the Father has showed upon us in that we should not be called the sons of God. In that we should be called the sons of God, therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall come, we shall be like him we shall see him as he is. 1 John 1, 2, and 3. Read it. 1 John 1, 2, and 3. What I was saying is this. Some of you followed the dearest loved one you had to an open grave. But praise God, when we step inside the new heaven and when we dwell upon the new earth and when we occupy the pearly white city, there'll be no undertakers needed there will be no funeral train in the sky. There will be no grave diggers in the new earth. That's one thing, God bless you, that will never happen in the new earth. There will never be a grave. Jesus will wipe away tears, take away pain, and praise God, we will never die. And the former things are passed away. All right, we've got a new heaven, a new earth, and a new body. Glory to God. But that's not all. We've got a new temple. We have a new temple. Yes, we go to the church house down here, the tabernacle, the tent, and so on. And we worship in buildings. But praise God, in that new heaven and new earth and pearly white city, Jesus, the Lord God Almighty, is the temple. We will not worship in temples. He is the temple. He is the one that's worthy of all of our worship, all of our adoration, all of our praise, and all of our honor. So we'll have a new temple. There won't be one little bunch over on the hillside of glory saying, we are the first church folks, or we are the second church folks, or we are the church folks, you see. 
You've got some folks in the world that think they're the only people going to heaven, but they've got a big surprise in store for them. I'm going to be there, and there's going to be a lot of other folks there that that gang didn't expect to see. I want to tell you, my friend, if you're born again, washed in the blood, saved by grace, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Episcopalian, holiness, or what have you, if you're born again and under the blood, you'll be in that celestial city. But if you're not born again, I don't care what church you belong to, nor how good you think you are, nor how clean you live. The Bible says, no man cometh unto my Father but by me, and Jesus said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. And when the Son of God says must, then, my friend, it's a must, and you must, and if you're not, you'll never step inside this new city and witness the wonderful new things that God has created for his new people. Hallelujah to his name. A new temple. Now then, not only do we have a new heaven, a new earth, new people, and a new temple, but we've got new light. We have a new light, praise God. And the city had no need of the sun. It won't be hot in the new earth. It won't be hot. Believe it or not, I'm sitting here now at the recorder and the perspiration is running down my face. I don't care if the ground's covered on the outside with snow. I don't care if it's freezing outside. You people who've seen me in the church meetings I don't care how cold it is outside or in the tent, whether it's in midsummer or midwinter, and every, every transcription, every program I tape, every sermon I preach, I sit here at this microphone and the perspiration literally runs down my face as I deliver the message day by day. But you know, hallelujah, there won't be any heat. It'll be air-conditioned. God bless you. Listen, heaven will be air-conditioned. The pearly white city will be perfectly air-conditioned, and the new earth, every square inch of it, every square foot of it, will be perfectly air-conditioned. Isn't it wonderful? I tell you, I get on shouting ground when I get to thinking about what lies ahead for God's dear people. Children of God, the best is yet to come. Amen. Now then, there'll be no sun. The sun produces the heat. There'll be no sun. There'll be no seasons or sun or heat or cold. That'll be a perfectly new, a perfectly air-conditioned earth and city and heaven, and there'll be no heat, no cold. It will be absolutely perfect, and comfort will be perfect. Isn't it wonderful? Amen. Now then, there'll be no sun, no moon to shine for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light of it. Isn't it wonderful? Every one of us will live next door to Jesus. You say, how will that be possible, Brother Green? Well, you see, his face will light the city. The glory of his face will illuminate the new earth, the new heaven, and the pearly white city. And praise God, we'll all live in the light of his face and we'll all live next door to our wonderful Savior. Isn't it wonderful? Praise His holy name. Now, I'm just hitting this in high spots, just giving you the gist and the outline of Revelation 21 and the first part of 22. And the best is yet to come. Listen, we have a new heaven, a new earth, a new people, a new temple, a new light. But listen to this. Listen to this. And he showed me, this is Revelation 22, 1, 
and he showed me a pure river of water, clear as a crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Now listen. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side, was the tree of life, which bears twelve manner of fruit, and yield her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for a healing of the nations. Now let me show you something here. God bless you. That will thrill your soul if you're saved. You see, in heaven we won't have to eat, but we can if we want to. Angels eat. I'll give you the reference later. Jesus ate. He said, children, do you have any meat? And they gave him broiled fish and honeycomb, the last of Luke. And he ate broiled fish and honeycomb in his glorified body. He ate broiled fish and honeycomb in his glorified body. Amen. He certainly did. And we'll have a body just like his. If we want to eat, we'll eat. But we won't have to eat. But if we want to, we will. But listen, the peoples of the new earth, the nations and restored Israel, will eat the, the, of the tree of life. They'll eat of the tree of life. They'll drink living water. They'll drink living water. They'll eat of the tree of life. And the leaves of the trees will be the tender, delicious greens. Uh, we might say vegetables or herbs. In other words, the leaves will be a healing of the nations. The peoples that inhabit the new earth, Israel, and the nations who come out of the millennium will drink water of life, eat fruit of life, and the leaves will keep them healthy. They'll never die. Isn't it wonderful? I praise God that I'm going to that city. Do you? Are you ready? Are you prepared? What if the Lord Jesus should come today? What if the rapture should take place right now? Would you go in the rapture or would you be left to go through the terrible, horrible tribulation period? What about it? Would you go in the rapture or would you be left? Would you occupy the new heaven, the new earth, the pearly white city, enjoy the light and the new temple and enjoy the water of life and the fruit of life? Would you? Listen. If you are not a new creation in Christ, you can't go to that new city. So why don't you bow your head and close your eyes and get right with God right now. and Let him save you and be ready for the rapture. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.